Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Welcome to another faith-based edition of Hot Takes. I'm Elijah Best. With me as always is Brother Bishke. For such a time as this. Brother Lucas has a non-religious exemption from this particular episode, <laughs> but returning for another chapter in the God's Not Dead series, it's Sister Emily. Hey, I'm here because God's not dead. He's surely, surely alive. alive. Jinx. Now... Emily, is is this your grand return to the cinema after an absence, or have you been back to the movies? Oh, I've definitely not been back to the movies. (laughs) (laughs) This is is my return. Oh, man. Well, welcome back. This was a Fathom event, and it was one night only. Yeah. And what a night it was. The start time was 7 p.m. Usually you get 20 minutes of credits or whatever. This was prompt. They yeah. wanted to get this in and get it out. It was a preview of the movie, and then it started. Yes. Yeah. David Arroyd gives a little intro, and then and then it goes into a r- really quick recap. Of really one, quick. One, two, and three, um, which I've seen them all. You've seen them all. I've only seen part three and this one. And part- no, you saw two. You, you saw, saw two. two. That's the Melissa Joan Hart yeah, one. The, that's okay. the one we saw at the yeah. power plant. Yeah. But we, that was pre-LodgeCast. That's pre-LodgeCast, yeah. Life yes. was different pre-LodgeCast. <laughs> yeah. I don't even really remember it. It was very memorable when we saw part two. And when the LodgeCast came about, we knew we had to see God's Not Dead, A Light and Darkness. And I believe it was our fourth episode. Yes. Number four. Wow. I went back. I was listening. Um, what was it like? <laughs> um, yeah. Audio is not as professional as it is now. But um, do we have any good insights? I think we we recorded on Easter Sunday, it was, right? It was Easter Sunday. It was We're so professional. It was deep in the Trump era. So I was very interested in, yeah. in terms of how. David A.R. White was going to confront um, kind of the politics of its time. And his big solution was just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but now, now we got we got someone invading our homes. Oh so we have Look to. Out. But I do have a, a, a little snapshot. Yeah, be, before we break into the good book of David A.R. White. What's that shot? From RottenTomatoes.com. The God's Not Dead franchise continues in God's Not Dead, colon, we the people, as Reverend David (laughs) White is, (laughs) Reverend Dave, is called to defend a group of Christian homeschooling families. He finds himself taken aback by the interference of the government Mm. and believing that their right to educate their own children is a freedom worth fighting for. Reverend Dave is called to Washington, D.C. to testify in a landmark congressional hearing that will determine the future of religious freedom in our country for years to come, period. And as with any of these movies, when you hear the word hearing, 
Oh, look oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. But first, let's talk about David A.R. White again. Let's mm-hmm. let, For those uninitiated that aren't uh, on the edge of their seats following this guy, we did cover another one of his movies called Beckman. Yeah. In he which was, he was basically killing everybody. Yeah, it was the Christian John Wick. <laughs> we did it in lockdown last year. and Oof, Deep in lockdown. Um, he was getting on my good side because yep. it was a fun cinematic experience. It was a great step forward for him. The most violent Christian movie. And Billy Baldwin was in it. As a cult leader. As a cult leader. So it had elements that... <laughs> kept you entertained yes but now he's firmly back in his wheelhouse and it's a pretty dull wheelhouse oh, <laughs> extremely dull the movie basically is three kind of disparate elements there's the homeschooling situation in which antonio sabato jr with his crazy dark hair dye and his wife <laughs> Are trying to homeschool their kids. Not a good match. It's not a good match. Emily was uh, laughing. She's a, he, if he's an, a 10, which he kind of still is in my book. Emily! She is a 2. Anto- frumpy. Frump, frumpy. Antonio Sabato Jr. is a 10 for you still? Well, well, we'll we gotta, get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, I mean, I'm dying. I'm dying. I know there's a Sabato Jr. story. I'm we'll, dying. we'll save that to the end. Okay, we'll save it to the end. Oh. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, so they're so they're homeschooling their kids. He's he yeah he does have some hair dye in. She is frumped out. I mean they could not add more sweaters of, and layers of scarves to her. And it's lit like even softer than Lifetime and Hallmark combined. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you know you're in a different zone with this one, and just the vibe of it. I felt very comfortable in it because it's so sincere. But it's so fucking hilarious. Like every technical choice about it, like the editing, the framing of the shots, like it's barely art. And that's what makes it fun to watch. But what was also fun to watch is the audience for this one night only event. They were coming in throughout the movie. They were so late. The, The theater filled up eventually, but people were trickling in 20 minutes in. 30 minutes in. I think 40 minutes I in. Think the last crew was like 45 minutes I mean, in. Like, it was insane. It was nuts. A lot of pajama pants, which mm. I noted, which was cool. Phones going off, people checking their phones, people yeah. like m- musical ringtones going off. It every- Some younger groups of kids hanging out. Like what what are these guys doing here? Yeah. Older people. Real mixed crowd, but like were the tickets free? Because last time I, I got the vibe re- that the, the tickets were free. Were they reduced? Bishki Bishki treated us tonight. I did treat you Thank guys. You. Yeah, because it you was didn't, a, it you was didn't a, pay full freight. It you? was a fathom event and I did pay full freight. Oh no. Yeah, no, but <laughs> oh, hey, three. No, I, I, I was the one that cooked this up. I was like, for such a time as this, we gotta see God's not dead for. <laughs> And <laughs> one night limited. And uh, it was worth it, though. It was worth it. Was. it. I don't regret a no. second of this. So there's, there's this Antonio Junior <laughs> who doesn't seem to be involved at all in the homeschooling. Like he's not. Not Technic- at all. He's not technically in any of the scenes with any religion going on. No. <laughs> no, not at all. But David A. R. White comes in to teach the kids and to preach to them or whatever. And <laughs> their very first lesson, it's and it's really the only lesson that is ever spoken of. Mm-hmm. They're talking about Noah. And 
Sabata's teenage son, who I thought his performance was the best thing in the movie. Like I liked this guy, okay. but he was, <laughs> he was like, uh oh, if we're talking about Noah, things are about to get wet around here. And Emily and I just slowly turn to each other and we're just like, what is going on with this script? Like, why would you oh, even script? Why would you even say that? And then we get the evil show, social worker yep, that shows knock, up. Knock. knock, knock. Government's coming in your house. We're doing this it's, unannounced now. Yeah. The whole film is such a paranoid fantasy of these people that are just like retreating into their homes. It's persecution complex completely yeah. again. Yeah. And as soon as this woman sits down to do her assessment, this young girl asks her if she's a missus or a miss or yeah and she's like miss and that's complete you know and, and she's like the the mom is like she she meant no offense ma'am she just wants to know how to properly address you and she's like i identify myself as self-partnered and it's like shocking you could just hear the, the audience go like oh oh, yeah. oh. And it's just like what are you who, these pc crooks coming in who, knocking down our doors who says that <laughs> who would ever say that and then when she makes her assessment of the classroom she gives the mom like this very simple simple worksheet where she was written like three little it's things, three things on it. yeah and she's like i'm escalating this and then they go to court and who's presiding over this family court situation none other than judge, judge janine <laughs> from fox news fox news one of the most odious henchmen that fox has in its arsenal yeah is now playing a judge who is advocating for stricter government guidelines when it comes to schooling your children, which we saw to the nth degree in Roe v. Wade. You have these Republican talking heads relishing playing the other side. Yeah. But what, what they always fuck up is that they write the counter argument so much better than their wishy-washy weirdo argument. She sounded great. She sounded great and she sounded sane and she sounded reasonable yeah. and everything she was saying I'm like, yeah, yeah, the kids should know more than the animals marched in two by two, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And so what are you doing, God's Not Dead? Like, why don't you just fully indoctrinate us with your opinions? You know, like, yeah. why do you even present the other side if you're doing that more eloquently than your your own side? Like, what is that? Yeah, I mean, this one's because it's so focused on homeschooling. It's laser focused. Like, it's so far from the first one where it's focused on, like, Christianity. It's yeah, not the, even the whole idea of there's God. Like yeah. No spiritual element to this film. It's just it's just we can't let our kids be exposed to common and core. I'm still not convinced <laughs> yeah. that homeschooling it, there's a threat. No. Of it being taken away. I think that people pretty much can homeschool, right? You can yeah. do whatever you and want. Then, like, yeah, and later in the film there's like three quarters of homeschoolers don't do it because of religious reasons, which was kind of news to me, but that makes it like, yeah, they're not going to take that away. Like, It's just another Facebook talking point that gets people riled up. It's Common yeah. Core. Yeah. And there's a part where they say little Billy or whatever was in class and received this pamphlet. It's about birth control. He's in the second grade. He's in the second grade. <laughs> and the, the audience was like, ooh. Ah. And we're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? 
Oh my god. But that's like the extent of what they say. They're like, Common Core, birth control, sex education is bad. Like, you don't want them to know about that. (laughs) They don't go in depth on anything. And they don't, in defending what their own curriculum is, they don't go much farther than... Yeah, we teach Noah, but we also teach other stuff. Well, let's also remember, though, that that congressman reminded us that if you ask any millennial, they'll say that the founding fathers were just old white slave owners. Let's get to that. Uh, So when they go to Washington, coincidentally enough, they meet up with Isaiah Washington, who (laughs) was fired from Gray's Anatomy back in the day for being homophobic. And I think he punch somebody (laughs) so of course of course he has safe refuge in the david a.r white universe but the shit that they make this guy say emily was totally right to turn to me and say i hope he got a fat check for that because what he says is he's like talk to any millennials and they'll say the founding fathers were old slave-owning racists and then david a.r white is like well weren't they And he's like, well, some of them were, but they were also kids. This one guy was 26 years old. (laughs) What? Thomas Jefferson was 33. And Thomas Jefferson was the ripe old age of 33. Some of them had slaves. Some of them didn't. Like what? But but to say that they were quote unquote kids, where back then 33 was probably 63. Right. To say that that has any sort of relevance in arguing against this, like, what are you doing? And making a black man say that, oh, what a yeah. terrible, You're terrible, bad. terrible thing to Just do. Just digging holes for yourself. Like, what? A, why aren't you arguing about the existence of God? Like, why are you digging holes for yourself in this fucking it's, homeschooling shit? The stakes couldn't be lower than they are in part four yeah. of the series. <laughs> like part three even had churches blowing up. Oh, part three yeah. was exciting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very much. We get stuck back in the goddamn courtroom. And even at the beginning with, with that intro video from David A.R. White, he's like, sit back, grab the popcorn. You're going to see explosions, aliens, action. And then he waits for a second. And he's like, uh, maybe not any of that, but you're going to see a return to God. And we're like, mm. why did you yeah, even why'd say you even that? Tempt that? But the courtroom aspect of this. OK, it's like when you want to watch an erotic thriller and you say, oh, here's one with Madonna and Willem Dafoe called Body of Evidence. This looks great. Looks sexy. It's probably a naughty good time. What you don't know is that the second half of Body of Evidence, you're in a courtroom and it's bone crushingly boring. (laughs) The thing about these fucking faith-based movies, especially anything having to do with the government or changing any laws, you are going to be parked in a courtroom for the majority Mm. of the runtime. And this one was fucking pushing it. This one, at least an hour, is in hearings or a court. Mm -hmm. Brutal. And it's just arguments over like NASA astronauts being Christians. Oh my God. And that got us, that got a, an ovation from the audience. So weird. The actor went on this monologue and she was very passionate about it, but she was talking about Buzz Aldrin taking communion on the moon. <laughs> and then she's, yeah, she's like, she's like, everybody thinks homeschoolers are anti-science. My child knows that the earth isn't flat and he knows the law of gravity 
and I worked for NASA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the audience started and then, clapping. And, and then she's like, my husband died in the Air Force. And then the audience just lost. They just clapped. And I was like, oh. And Bishki was clapping, too. It was I great. did clap. Yeah. <laughs> with the momentum the sweeping music i mean the music at is, some points you couldn't oh. even hear what people were saying because it was just sweeping it's, through with this dramatic they're music. straining so hard this time around to be powerful and the music is doing so much more heavy lifting than it should be doing like you said yeah it's louder than the dialogue sometimes <laughs> because it's just like we're wrapping it up you got to get excited you got to clap and the audience was you know, overall going along with it, clapping. Mm -hmm. But the speechifying is just hilarious. There's a lot of tours of Washington, D.C. that we follow them around mixed in with st obvious stock footage. Yeah. But they're touring around, making speeches at different, <laughs> different statues. And at one point, another tour just happens along. And then everybody on the tour starts adding into the speechifying, talking about you know, real veiled anti-vax stuff. And, well, actually, not that veiled. What am I saying? No, it's not. Not even close to veiled anti-vax stuff. It's just like, we need health autonomy for our children. And that's just supposedly some random tour goer that's happening by. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's, <laughs> and then this other woman, I think her only line is, I am we the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They okay. recite all this stuff. <laughs> David Ayer White recites, I think, the entire Gettysburg Address yeah. at one point. Does, yeah, yeah. he's so high on his own supply. Oh, and the editing of this is so haphazard. The director's name is Vance Null, which I thought Null was a great name for this. <laughs> and he's also the editor, so that lies at his feet as well. There's the homeschooling story. There's the teenage son trying to buy a, a, a used car. And he buys it from this girl that he thinks is cute. And he keeps falling down, which is like the comedic relief in this movie. Yeah. He trips over a couple the things. The audience was eating it up. They liked him. I was eating it up, too. I thought he was great, great at falling down. I thought he had a winning personality. I was sad that he was stuck in this movie. But this girl that he's into, she keeps talking about her mom. And I'm like, her mom's going to end up being the inspector that came to check on the homeschool. And Emily's like, yep, yep, yep. And then her mom ends up being Judge Janice. <laughs> I, I was like, holy You're shit. Close. There, there's not that many characters in this movie, but I got tricked. <laughs> and so there's that. There's their burgeoning relationship. And then there's another lady who I guess is in part one, you said, Bishki? Yeah, there's a real Islamophobic <sighs> part yes. of part one where um, there's a Muslim father who just like beats her and throws beats her, her for listening to like franklin graham sermons <laughs> and yeah, he catches her like on her iphone it's it's awful yeah. it's a number one and i think david A.R. white realized he might have gone too far and yeah. so he tries to bring that guy back but the problem is <laughs> the problem is it doesn't connect to anything no they no. get no justice they the, her her friends are in dc they have no idea that she's on they have death's no bed. Clue. <laughs> and there's a long montage where they're in dc and you know some of them are touring around there's a shot of Sabato Jr. and his wife just like sitting up in bed with the Bible between them, just like looking awkward as fuck. And then we see this woman driving around who has the Muslim dad and she's in a horrific car accident that ends the montage and then smash cut back to Washington, D.C. with like 
you know, dun, 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 DC action music. No follow up. No follow up to the brutal car crash. We don't so see bizarre. what became of her for like another 20 minutes. Yeah. And that just shows how disconnected from the main story and how shoehorned in it is because A.R. White's probably like, oh man, I need to address this. <laughs> and then there's a point where the woman's on life support. And the dad goes into the church and looks at the cross and is like, what can I do? Why have you done this? And the audience oh. was cracking up. They it thought was, that was hilarious. It was, what, it was, it was a said. father's plea. And it no, was, I think it was because he was Muslim and they thought he was yeah. out of like Borat or they something. They thought, they like, thought yeah. his, I think they thought his accent was funny and he looked funny. Because oh, what else would it be? That's the only thing. And my stomach was just like, oh, it was God. that was the only part where I was really like, I felt like I was in The Walking Dead surrounded by zombies and we had a bunch of like zombie guts on it. So no one could really smell that mm -hmm. we weren't a we weren't yeah. real. We were just looking at each other like, why is why are people laughing? At and they this kept guy? cracking up until it was clear that, you know, he started crying, you know. Yeah. And then they kind of stopped. And then, and then there's this, there's the, there's a lady who has a special needs kid, yeah. And she goes to DC and abandons this kid. Those are some of the most emotional Ooh. scenes. But then the kid shows up <laughs> with the. Bishki was touched. I guess by that, yeah, hit home the, for Bishki. Well, the, the she point. was in, she was in the hearing, and they call her out. She runs, she sprints out of the hearing room. And oh, as her, a mom, that just pissed me off. Yeah. You don't come and interrupt me. And the, baby, the babysitter's <laughs> like reporting out to a subcommittee. The babysitter's like, your son's having a bad day. Yeah, they just don't want to eat. <laughs> so you were touched by that, Bishki. Well, I thought that kid was the best actor in the movie. All right. He cries yeah. a few times. And then <laughs> and then he he has like a home alone scene with yeah. with the with the yep. Muslim father. Yeah, he's it's just a, hanging out in the church. It's directly ripped off from Home Alone. Yeah, I don't know what to say about it. It was emotional. Like, but why was why was the kid allowed to just roam? The kid was just roaming <sighs> yeah, free I range. Know. I don't know. I don't know why was the mom working at a restaurant when she supposedly was a rocket scientist. <laughs> <laughs> God, this plot. This, this is this a script. This is a stinky one, guys. Oh. Like it, it's barely a movie. It, it's just, it's like a clearinghouse for David A. R. White to just get out all the stuff that he yeah. can't fully express on Facebook. Yeah, because he you knows know? he thinks Biden's right there with uh, Stalin. Yep, coming to uh, yeah. coming to take away. Once they take away homeschooling. It's just snowballs into everything else, folks. They're coming into your homes. And it is also infuriating and telling that in David A. R. White's big speech at the end where the music is just blasting. Yeah. And he's saying shit like, now they want truth to be relative? Truth is absolute. And I'm like, Trump. Trump, Trump. What the <laughs> fuck are you gonna do about Trump, David yeah. A. R. White? No, they've forgotten Trump. That that was like a Trump's not dead. He's surely alive. Yeah. And no. you need to address that. You need to make that right. If you're going to try to smooth over this Muslim father yeah. stuff. And talk about the divisions and all that stuff. How they're taught they're like, if you shut down homeschooling, you're just going to amplify the divisions in our like who do you think has been Ooh. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. 
gets no. me hot. Uh, <laughs> but they're not even thinking about that. They're not worried about it. No. They're just like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that particular aspect of the universe right now. But anyway, anything, <laughs> anything, anything we're missing? Um, well, he looked like he had some work done. Mr. A.R. White yeah. definitely got yeah. some Botox. I think he got his lids done. Yeah, he's Especially been going, he's been going through a midlife crisis because he, he did get a divorce. Yes. And, oh, okay. And uh, he's back on the market. And Beckman was, I thought, like he was like getting out some midlife angst. But so what of Sabato Jr., Emily? You're still crushing on this guy. <laughs> okay. And what I and what I also don't understand is why did he even allow himself to be in this movie when his whole character is cucked by A.R. White? Like Sabato G doesn't need to be in this no, movie. He but he, he got a big a fat check for basically doing nothing. That's true. He nothing, probably yeah. only had like ten lines. That's yeah. true. That's like true. it was it was a real simple role, easy paycheck. So you still think he's a smoke show? Um, I mean, he was looking all right, especially when you put him next to that frumpy wife. <laughs> then you really see his beauty. Um, but yeah, if you guys are ready for the Antonio Sabato Jr. Please, story that I have that please. I don't believe I've ever told anyone. Oh my God, this is an exclusive. Um, this is an exclusive. This is a one time only. I'm just going to say it once and that's it. I love it. Okay, so... Uh, he was on General Hospital in the early 90s, right? Yes. I was a huge fan of Days of Our Lives, and I also got into General Hospital just because of him. Whoa. That's and history. he was total smoke show. Loved him. Had a uh, soap opera digest at home, because that's what we got in the mail. So God bless your I, parents. I knew that uh, there was a playgirl that he was on the cover. Oh, shit. So I convinced my friend who will remain nameless because she would get very mad if I threw her into this story. I probably know who she is. You do. Yes. Um, to go along with me, <laughs> I convinced my brother to take me to Schindler's. Schindler's. Oh, Schindler's in uh, Crystal, Minnesota. Love it. What up, Schindler's? Um, we went in there. I uh, got like four or five different other magazines Thought yep. that if I kind of stacked everything. And there were Western doors in the adult section mm -hmm. of that Schindler's. I yep. know them well. Some teenage boy didn't even think twice, just let me buy it. <laughs> Perfect. He knows. So he gets it. Took it home. Now I was naive. I did not know that there was full frontal. What did uh, what did you think that you were doing? Magazine blew my mind. That uh, summer I read it from tip to tail. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> and Antonio Sabato Jr. did not go full frontal. No. He did he did ass and he did hair down there. But <laughs> There were some other days of our lives, guys, in there too. So it was just blew my mind, right? I went How into ninth grade you? going like, I know a lot more about guys. Yeah, now. you were way okay? ahead. Way I ahead. Was. So life goes on. I pack it away. I, we move houses. It oh, goes wow. in with my books. That's that's fine, you know. Reading materials. Yeah. Fast forward to me living in Los Angeles, like I think my second year here. Yeah. I talked to my mom on the phone. Uh-oh. And she says, oh, well, we're finding stuff for, the church is gonna do a <gasps> So we're going through some boxes downstairs that have never been opened. We figure you don't need it. And I was like, uh, first of all, just don't touch my shit. Like I didn't even occur to me about the Playgirl magazine, but I was like, just don't go through my stuff. Yeah. Like I wanna go through it. Lay off me, mom. Never speak of it again. Oh. A few weeks later, 
I get an envelope. Uh-oh. <laughs> in this envelope <laughs> is my seventh grade diary <laughs> and the Playgirl magazine. Together. <laughs> Together. Whoa. And a yellow envelope. And with a note, Uh-oh. my mom wrote on an index card, because that's how my mom did things. Yeah. I asked your dad not to go through it, but he did anyways. Didn't dad. think it was appropriate for the church donation. <laughs> Hilarious, Emily. He should have he should have passed it on. He and I was like, <laughs> go through what? Which one? But I could never ask her because we never spoke about it again. Oh, that's pure Minnesota right there. Yeah. Yeah, never speak of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so that's my Antonio. So do you still have it? Yeah, I buried it deep somewhere. I'm sure my daughter will find it when I'm dead. Perfect. Perfect. And the circle of life will continue. He's <laughs> oh. a game changer, though. So, yeah, I really do think he's uh, quite handsome. He's a little bit uh, worn out in this one. But. Yeah, I, I think that story has made me come around. He's a total smoke show. All right. Well, on that note, let's go to him. God's not dead. Bones. Mishki, what are you doing with this thing? This is like the one movie you didn't have to go to the bathroom during. You saw every second. <laughs> yeah. No, well, the, it was packed there tonight. So anyway, we saw the whole thing. 90 minutes. God, once we go to D.C. and it gets oh. in the court. Oh, geez. But that's been the problem with all these. They always end up getting <laughs> Number two it was definitely a problem. Two but this was one, gross. This one, for some reason, like was even harder than that one yeah because because the story is so much thinner yeah and there's just no christian element to it no it's just all politics now and i I mean i have to assume a number of the audience members were bored but maybe not i don't know they had no they had to be yeah if they if they claim that they weren't it's delusional. They're yeah. just like, well, if they were there for righteous reasons, they did not understand most of the content. Yeah, that yeah. happened. Yeah, because yeah. it is just preaching, homeschooling over and over and yeah, over. They and tuned it, it up. Oh, God damn, it's what are you gonna do? You know what? I had a few laughs. Uh oh. <laughs> so I, I, I'm gonna save it from from Dinesh's score, but I'll give it the the, the half bone. Yeah, Roger Ebert Roger Memorial Ebert. half bone. Yeah. I hated, hated, hated this movie. It's that low. God's Not Dead series is dead to it's me. Dead. I'm not going back to another one. Yeah, you will. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. All and three we'll of be, us. Yeah, right. we'll be right there by your side. God's Not Dead <laughs> 5. See you in three years. Yeah, exactly. God's Not Dead 5. God's surely alive. Sister Emily, what are you going to do with this one? <laughs> I, you will be there for five. And I'll be talking to my son on the phone saying, "I, Mommy's come home. <laughs> Mommy's come home. It's okay. They're going to pull you out of the theater. Your son's having a bad day. His tummy feels funny. Um, Well, I had an amazing night, probably because of the company and because of the movie. I would say that uh, your grand return to the cinema. (laughs) Yeah. There were many laughs to be had. Maybe they weren't uh, supposed to be, but we did (laughs) anyways. There's a chance. I mean, there was one point where there was just uh, some mom that just dropped all of her candy in it. Made me cry. I laughed so yeah, hard to she myself. Dropped a t- she dropped like $40 worth of shit <laughs> on the ground. That was great. Um, so, you know, I have to set that aside because 
it would actually give it a much higher rating <laughs> if I just had my overall, you know, going out uh, and uh, having a, a wonderful night with you guys. Well, and seeing the woman that was in front of you exiting the theater singing along full throatedly to God's Not Dead. <laughs> and shaking it. And she was shaking it. Mm-hmm. And you right behind her did a flawless impression of her shaking <laughs> shaking your shoulders so i got to see both of you yes. looking like you're in a little conga line i am two dials away from that <laughs> that could be me in a few years yes. under a different uh, circumstance yes. so i will uh match bishki's half bone but yeah. say with the full entertainment and the company i kept it would be uh, a three bone night oh shit um, but uh you know of course that movie does not yeah, let's, let's, so we're yeah. bringing it back down to half bone. Let's keep it at the Roger Ebert Memorial half bone. <laughs> I think that's completely correct. Mm-hmm. I'm also at the Roger Ebert Memorial half bone. That's the only that's the only rating you can give this. A wolf is almost giving it too much credit. Exactly. It's giving it too much power. It has no power. It this is this is like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not even a movie. It should have been direct to pure flicks. Like, yes. Yeah. Like why is be, this? Because it's all about homeschooling. So it's put it at home. Put it at home. Yeah. Put yes. it right in. Beam yeah. it right into Sorry. the homes. But I too was cracking up behind my mask and trying to keep it muted because we were like completely surrounded by very stoic <laughs> individuals yeah. watching this thing. I don't know what the girl next to me thought because I was laughing, but like the silent laugh where your like chairs like, like vibrating all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> when Judge Janine showed up, you just like jammed me with your knee. I'm like, oh, there she is. Yeah, we were doing we were doing a lot of lot of hijinks in the in that back row all the way to the left. (laughs) But yeah, the movie itself is a half bone. Nothing less, nothing more. And do we recommend this to anyone? No. 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 If you're going to see one, see... No. See the first one. See the first one. Yeah, or if you're interested in it, come with us the next time. Yes. Yes. Just see it in the future with us. We'll have a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. LT... Come on, come on down. Uh, Do we? Uh, yeah, I don't we, think LT would. No, no. We didn't even mention the, the extent of how hard <laughs> LT passed on attending this. I was like, I was surprised you brought it up to him. I, was I just, listen. Yeah. It's it's we're a team, you know. I have team, to yeah. t- I have to tell him what's going on, yeah. you yeah. know. And there might be a time where he gets a wild hair and he's like, you know what? I'm all in on this faith based film. Mm, it's true. He was like the Congress subcommittee, though. He's like, you guys can appear before me, but I already know my answer (laughs) (laughs) the votes have already been tallied yeah Yeah. so yeah i i was like listen man i'm just letting you know full disclosure biscuit i will be here we were here last night so i'm like we'll be here tomorrow night to watch god's not dead we the people and he he, before i even got the full title out he's like no no (laughs) no no so lucas wherever you are i hope you're resting up because we, we got more trials and tribulations ahead. The ongoing saga of David A.R. White continues. Oh, we're, continues. We're going to keep following him. I love it. And uh, we'll do a faith-based there once a year, maybe a couple, couple times a year. I need a faith-based musical. Come on. Yeah. Ooh. Somebody give me the Christian Cats. 
Yeah. That's what I need. Well, Lodgemaster <laughs> and I did, did just see Owen just put out a recommendation for the Jesus music. Yes. Christian documentary on Christian rock pop music. Yep. That came out. Documents uh, Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith produced. And uh, I'm not even being snarky. I, I thought it was very entertaining and well made. And, you know, there is a definite faith based bent to it, but there's a lot of really interesting information in it. And it just it feels like a whole parallel universe yeah. that goes along with rock through the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s yeah. like it's like this whole subculture that i knew part bits and pieces of but it puts it all together and it's got striper it's got dc talk yep kirk franklin it's 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 the, the yeah. jesus music keep an eye out for yeah, it it'll be on streaming soon but uh possibly yeah avoid god's not dead for we the people <laughs> <laughs> Sister Emily, thank you so much for returning to the cinema with us tonight. Felt good, felt Thanks, good. Emily. Oh, I can't wait to do it again. I hope he pumps another one out sooner rather than later yeah. so we can <laughs> get back into it. Yeah, we'll, it, go, we'll come back for something better, too. Cause, yeah. Because we've put you through some tough ones. <laughs> yeah, she can yeah. handle it. Though. Happy Time Murders was oh, a low point. No, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we don't speak of the Happy Time Murders. <laughs> I always say when you want to go low, I'll go lower. Oh, I love it. I love it, Emily, and I'm going to hold you to that. Until then, love and light, y'all. And love explode and bring the dead to life. love so bold to bring a revolution somehow. Now I'm lost in your Surely alive He's living on the inside Rolling like a lion God's not dead He's surely alive He's living on the inside Rolling like a He did ass and he did hair down there.